Delano's Top of the Week. Hello everyone, we're sat here with Teo, who's going to give us the Delano Top of the Week. How are you doing? Hi there, I'm good, how are you? I'm very good. Uh, yeah, so as every Monday, I'm here at 8.30 um, to talk about, this time, about Shubafoa, uh, because it's on since Friday, and uh, it returns for its uh, 680th edition, uh, would have been the 682nd, uh, <laughs> except that we didn't have it for two pandemic uh, years. So yeah, it's, it started last Friday and it runs uh, for three weeks until uh, the 7th of September. Uh, and yeah, like I mentioned, it's uh, 680 odd years old. It all started in 1340 when John de Blind, the Count of Luxembourg, uh, initiated the festival uh, to commemorate the Feast of St. Bartholomew. So it has quite a history yeah. and people people were quite into it. Uh, I, I did actually go there on Saturday. It was, How was uh, it? Yeah, it was quite crowded. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Say. Yeah, quite crowded, but also quite fun. Rides were full. Uh, yeah. There were queues uh, everywhere, all around. Um, and uh, prices were a li- little bit of a surprise yeah. as we've seen on social media. Yeah. You know, I-, I have seen a few, a few screenshots here and there of mm-hmm. like uh, uh, bottles of water of uh, around 11 euros, which is <laughs> yeah, that was most most people's reaction on, on social media was <laughs> yeah. that as well. Um, I-, I think it's fair to maybe check it to uh, you know the high inflation and also the fact that. Uh, for these people, uh, for, for the people who run these fairs and rides, they haven't had uh, as much uh, a chance to work in yeah. the last few years. So I guess it makes uh, sense. So, um, yeah, back to uh, the whole history of uh, <laughs> Shubafoa. Actually, at the start of it, it was um, it was this um, uh, historic, sorry, traditional event. And uh, it was ushered by a parade of farmers and uh, sheep that made through the fairgrounds as the play, uh, band played the Hamel's March or the Mutton March, which oh, wow. is a tradition that they still goes on for today. I did not see it on Saturday, <laughs> but it is still goes on. Uh, so for about 400 years or so, the fair was an important market in the region uh, for agriculture. So it was not all uh, rides and churro stands like it is today. Um, that came out a bit later, around the 18th century, shows and games started to become part of the atmosphere. And today, uh, Luxembourg's uh, end of summer fair welcomes 2 million guests annually over three weeks uh, of its lifetime, which is uh, quite remarkable. It's a lot of people. Yeah, uh, that, that's true. And it, it's quite known in uh, sort of in the circle of uh, uh, vendors and, and fair goers as one of the the better ones, one of the ones that a lot of people go to mm. and uh, where they, they get a not, not just a fair amount of uh, money and then profit, but also uh, a good time for the fairgoers because they often work, uh, I don't know, 14, 15 hour shifts. So I, I, I suppose you'd have to really enjoy it to keep doing it. And uh, in fact, all of these uh, people who, who, who run these fairs, it's essentially a, um, it's often a family business in a way so um often uh, there would there would be a fair that uh the way the way it's uh passed from one family to another mm-hmm. in fact because one fair ride could cost between uh, up to two million uh euros a new one that is oh, wow. but they're often yeah but they're often sh- uh, passed on from one family to another 
and uh, then they would pay it over the course of a few years. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah, so it's really the tradition in that that is the foundation of the Shobafo is also the foundation of how its operation goes in terms of internally, in terms of the rides and the vendors and, and all of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it can be five years, can be 15 years. And um, uh, I suppose uh, public perception is that those running the fairs make enough money over the course of one summer to uh, not uh, to retire for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. But it's not exactly the case. Uh, they're, uh, the season for them runs from March to January after then they would do a couple of weeks of rest and then February is maintenance um, oh, wow. and then they start again. So they're like full on fully through that throughout the year. Yeah, exactly. And then they, they do, they, they go around Europe, most of them, yeah. uh, like the, uh, what is it called? The, the one in the UK escapes my mind. Winter. Uh, Winter Wonderland. Winter Wonderland. That's the one. That one's quite popular and yeah. often uh, it's the same uh, in terms of the rides. Yeah. It's the same people who, who, who run them, who go around. Um, and in, in terms of in terms of the local ones, uh, in terms of the, the food vendors and all that, that's often local ones. Yeah. So in Luxembourg, of course, you have your, uh, uh, I don't know, foa fish, which I learned recently <laughs> is one uh, fish cooked in beer yeast. <laughs> oh. which you can you can try there the grumper kishisha of course the potato pancakes mm -hmm. served with applesauce and uh, another uh, kios uh, kuch, uh, raisin bread which I I saw that and after reading on it I realized uh, what it was mm. uh, and it looked actually quite nice so I might try it next time yes yeah. uh, quite nice so I guess uh, Shurvafo is also a great way for people who are not from here to find out a little bit about Luxembourgish uh, history cuisine and culture definitely well. yeah so um, that's just about it for the Shurvafoa and uh, as always we have uh, three events uh, to highlight in the next coming weeks and um, to start off, uh, that would be uh, an event where you can learn <laughs> things about wasps because uh, we are in the summer period where those uh, insects can be quite pesky. Of course, <laughs> so the, <laughs> the Environmental Protection Group uh, Natur Emmerwelt holds a monthly open meeting featuring information talks about nature protection uh, with nature protection experts and this session features uh, a certain uh, a couple of biologists and they talk about uh, basically why 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 the why the wasps exist what do they do and how to uh, maybe deal with them That's over, amazing. over the summer so that will be on the 25th of august uh, from uh, 6:30 to 8 uh, moving on, uh, there uh, I would like to also highlight a project that's part of Esh 2022. It's the Pop-Up Village, uh, which is a project run by the Monderkange Commune and Esh 2022, and it will uh, happen on the 27th of August. It is part of a longer uh, program that runs uh, from March to September, but on the 27th of August you have the pop-up uh, village which will um, feature a number of projects, um, uh, movie screenings, uh, talks, workshops, uh, etc. So do check it out. And finally on Monday, uh, August the 29th, we have uh, a Confucius uh, Institute and the University of Luxembourg uh, event which um, tries to highlight sort of uh, uh, it, it features a couple of uh, 
language culture workshops and the ESH, uh, the sessions are uh, take place in ESH and um, it will feature a, a couple of uh, feng shui dancing um, dancing noodles is what they call them uh, apparently uh, that will be on, on Wednesday there's a tea ceremony on Thursday and a calligraphy uh, course on Friday which uh, has proven to be quite popular I think most of the people that I spoke to were interested in the calligraphy uh, course so that's uh, quite quite cool the classes are open to anyone aged uh, six and up although children between six and twelve uh, need to be accompanied by an adult and um, the workshop would cost 20 euros per day or 80 for the full week. Nice. So that's about it for uh, today's uh, Delano Stop of the Week with the Shubafoa wrap up and the three events for the next few weeks. Thank you very much, Theo. You're welcome.